0: Welcome to Wine Not? Up, oh, fuck. God damn it. Okay,
1: so it's always a double take.
0: No, it's just this one. All right, ready? Oh, three, wine. two, oh, three, two, one. Welcome to Wine Not, a podcast by SA Winos for our monthly wine club members. In this season, we've been exploring the Sauvignon Blancs of South Africa by tasting Neil Jobert, Rhino Run, and finally to close out the season, Noble Hill Sauvignon Blanc. To guide us through this episode and every episode is Francois. Francois, how are you doing with your dog making making a yeah, ruckus over there?
1: Oh, did he make a noise? He did, yeah. Oh. I'm, I'm doing fantastic. He's a Basenji, so, you know, they yodel and they don't get away. He's got a ball outside and he's very focused on me going to get that for him. And it's not going to happen because it's 10.08 uh, at night. Um. In any case yeah noble hill sauvignon blanc 2021 edition which i think everything in this range is 2021 um and i want to address something when it comes to white wines and the misnomer that you can't drink something of you know a non-current year varietal because that tends to be an opinion of a lot of people is like if you go buy a white wine And it says 2021 on it, and it's 2022 is probably outdated. It is the biggest fallacy in the wine industry that should be just busted. And it slowly is going away, but it used to be the way people bought wine. And the reason is, when, when you look at growing seasons, right, South Africa grows their 2021 grapes in the fall of 2021 when they bottle it it is 2022 so this comes from the 2022 vintage of this wine right like we just happen to be on the latter half of the growing season so we have to label it you know like for for South Africa we're one growing season behind everybody else so this is the freshest example that you're going to get until the beginning of 2023 So the Northern Hemisphere, where a lot lot of wines are grown, right, they've continued to spread this misnomer that the growing season means something. It means nothing. It means nothing. And if you ever get a bad bottle of white or red, irrespective of growing season, take it back to the place. They'll give you a new one. It's not a problem. 99% of reputable wine stores will simply hand you a new bottle. Um, it's not, it's not worth the hassle. It's not worth, you know, well, you know, maybe this is just a wine you don't like. No. And if after two bottles, you don't like it, we'll ask you to pick anything else, same price, even more. It doesn't really matter. Just come get a wine you like. And, you know, the, 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 the satisfaction is worth more than the trouble of, you know, drinking bad wine. So I just wanted to address that because it's, it's something that is done with white wines and rosés and it, it's led some regions to not even list the varietal year, um, which I think is absurd. And then it's led to other regions, you know, backing off on uh, proper labeling. So they just don't even list the year for varietal or uh, the varietal that's in the bottle. Like, it's, 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 it's one of those things where it's a dumb argument that started in a marketing department somewhere that doesn't really need to lead to real life decisions. Cause you you, at 2021. Now if you're buying a Sauvignon Blanc in 2022, that's 2018. I don't know that you should purchase that Sauvignon Blanc, but for Sauvignon Blanc actually it might be okay. But if you're buying a Pinot Grigio, which doesn't have a lot of acidity, it might not be that good, but you're, you're, you're kind of starting to touch waters with white wines that you don't really want to um so yeah it's just a little spiel on that i think it's important for people to understand the amount of misinformation in the wine industry far greater than you know because everybody's just trying to market you product and they want you to become you know a loyal drinker of their brand
2: Francois, tell us about noble hill the noble hill itself
1: I don't know anything about the Noble Hill. Oh. <laughs>
0: I don't know. I'm, not, I'm not sure what you're referring
1: yes. to. He's the <laughs> cool. You got look at No, but the Noble Hill. I don't think there's anything ah. on the property called Noble ah. Hill.
0: <laughs> I mean I didn't, I didn't go prepared for Larry King tonight. I My word I we Francois, tell lesson. us about the Noble Hill. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, there's a
2: hill on the bottom, the back of the bottle.
0: I think there's also yeah. a key on there too, isn't there? What is that?
2: <laughs> That's what I'm trying to find out!
0: <laughs> What's okay. up with the key?
1: Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's talk about the Noble Hill. <laughs> it's not really the Noble Hill. There is a mountain range in the Cape called the Simonsberg Mountains. They are right near the Cape of Good Hope. um, Southern tip of the Western Cape. And there is a little bump mm. in this mountain range called yeah. the noble hill called the noble hill that's the story
0: noble knoll doesn't sound as good you just gotta
1: <laughs> are you making that up no that's okay. literally what it is but it, it honestly has zero <laughs> impact on the wine <laughs> the, the seamons back on this side of the mountain range there are a lot of, of vineyards noble hill is one of them um what i guess one of the things that i will say about this vineyard and christopher will be on in august um, we're working on a date, so you'll, you'll see that episode. I think we're
2: in August. Oh, no, July 31st, never mind.
1: Okay, my word. So in any case, Christopher will be on in August, and um, he, he can tell us a lot more about, you know, their unique growing conditions, and that'll be really interesting. But the one thing to know is he his backstory is very interesting. He's, he's a winemaker that he's an American winemaker that lives in South Africa. So he found out that he had a passion for viticulture, went to school for it, and then decided to buy some property in, well, I guess we'll call it Noble Hill, um, <laughs> and uh, started this winery. And, I mean, we should get into the tasting, because I, I think this is, I, I think, so Avery said on the last cast, a tea type, And I'd be interested to hear what she thinks about this one, because I think it might even be Earl Grey tea type. Like, it's it's a very subtle flavor profile to me, but.
3: So surprisingly enough, I, it's like a a flipped situation here where Brian smelled and like got that sulfur taste on the last cast. Mm Mm-hmm. And I did not. That's how I feel about this one. I can okay. smell sulfur for sure. I can't say that I get a sulfur taste at all, but I can definitely smell it. Um, that being said, Noble Hill, you you just can't go wrong. I love every single Noble Hill wine I've tried. Every it's single one. Not Noble Hill. Yeah, there you go. Uh,
1: so, Avery, I just want to say uh, you saved your T-shirt order. It shall be coming. There we go. <laughs> yeah, you'll be getting a t-shirt. I'll probably, I'll, actually, I'll send you two, my So So
2: I knew the t-shirt was on but the line. Minerally? Sulfury minerals kind of? Type.
3: Yeah, I definitely get minerally oh, for sure. But it, oh, does not,
1: it does not... Okay, so I think we need to be... Because uh, multiple people have said this. It has a sulfur smell, but it's not rotten egg. No, 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 no. Like, no. I want to be sure because pe- people, you know... When you say sulfur, it's like, okay, sulfur springs, you know, you've got sulfur Texas. No, this, what we're talking about here is probably a combination of more than just sulfur that they put at the tip of a match. Yeah. And when you light it, there's a specific smell to it.
3: Definitely. And
1: we should ask Christopher about that when he's on uh, amongst the other questions that we still have that we need to probably listen back to. Yeah. You probably, like, could um, ask. Tell us about uh, the hill. Yeah, tell us about the Noble <laughs> Hill. Like, how did you name it? Well, I didn't name it. Got, uh, <laughs> I've got
0: Twenty minutes scheduled for you to discuss the hill.
1: Yeah, just tell us about the hill.
0: <laughs> no, um, uh, that's what that's why in the last cast, Francois, I described it as struck match because I know some people when they when they hear sulfur, they do they do think of like springs. Like natural yeah, spring water. Clear. That's not. That's not. No, a it's like for, struck or, match. Right. The smell, and it's like I said, well, it is I, also, I it's
1: also struck match. But when you put it out, yeah, right. It's like also that's f- what you smell. It's yeah. a
0: fleeting smell. It's not one that yeah. stands around. Yeah. And honestly, I would wager a bet that if I hadn't said anything about it in the last cast, Avery, you might not have found it in this one. I don't. I, oh, I, I would have like, found it. Oh, you would have found it. You'd have gone digging for it. Yeah. Of course,
1: we're was, married. She, That's she, well, I think she would have pro- probably approached it from the. There's a certain
0: je ne sais quoi
1: <laughs> yeah. that I this don't is,
0: get in an Earl Grey. This is correct. <laughs> you know, you talked about the subtleties in this, Francois, and I. I don't. I don't pick up subtleties in this. Oh, I, you get
1: intense flavors.
0: I get. I get intense. Yeah, and it, but it's like, like a little bit too cold still. So let me. I,
1: I can backtrack that. With a little bit warmer pour, but keep going. Like mine,
0: my my intense flavors are on the light and crisp side again. I know Mm -hmm. we talked about it before the cast. I think, but I'm getting like uh, pear and apple, like big time out out of this. And the aromas are. I do have a bit of a sulfur smell, but it is it very well could be the remnants of the last wine that was in this glass. I did not rinse between. Um that's how faint the sulfur smell is in this one. Um but the the taste go right back to that crisp and clean um really dry finish, but not like so dry that it's like drying out my entire mouth. It's just, you know, welcoming for that next sip. So Yeah.
2: Um, I, I I agree with you Brian, I think it is crisp.
0: I mean it's like the the green apple uh yeah. green apple skin crispness, you know what I mean?
2: Yep.
0: Yeah, so I
1: think it's, um, you know, it's kind of, I think, well, okay. So it's important to know how the wine is made, right? right. Which I think is going to be, it might explain a little bit of what you're talking about. So, um, <clears throat> sorry. Oh, they do light extraction uh, when they press the grapes. Ah. Uh, so it's not, it's not, I mean, it's a great press, right? So you probably yeah. have a per ton um tons per square inch or tons per square centimeter setting that you can do on that. So they do, a, they opt for a light press. Uh, they do three, uh, sorry, two hours uh, of skin contact before they do the pressings. Uh, and then they do three months of lease contact, which is something that I've not, I, I think I meant to look it up after the last Noble Hill um, cast, but I, I want to know more about that. Cause everybody has, you know, like wine enthusiast has a, 2,000 word article you can go read about Lease Contact, but I'd like to hear from him what that means, because I don't know. I've never heard that. Um, And they claim, and this is something that, honestly, I've never smelled gooseberry, uh, but there's a gooseberry aroma to it. And then there's one that I can certainly agree with, which is Green Apple. Like, I get Granny Smith in there all day long. Right. Uh, That one I get. Um, And then Again, another one that I don't, I don't know that I've ever had, but shisho leaf. Uh, That's not something that I'm familiar with, but uh, I'd like to, you know, and a fun way to do this would be to have some shisho leaf and smell it and be like, oh yeah, I smell that in the wine, right? Like it's,
0: so you train for the sommelier course, so,
1: Hmm. yeah.
0: Ooh, AKA Japanese basil.
1: Oh, Yes, that's what she That's leave? what yeah. yes. Our friend Drew, who loves to make cocktails, has been looking to grow his own shisho. That makes sense now. Okay, it, so uh,
0: it evokes basil, fennel, and mint. While and, okay, yeah,
1: can now smell this and tell me you can't smell that like hint of fennel in it. The fennel is there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The fennel is there, yeah. Very cool. So outside of lease, we've now unpacked everything else. I, I still don't know what lease means. I'll have to go read it up and let everybody know.
3: Next time. Next <laughs> yeah. time. What exactly is gooseberry?
1: I don't know. I, was got
2: asking me. For thing. I oh. have no idea.
0: I got, but I apparently
2: have... you can pick it up on all three of this month's wines.
0: <clears throat> I know
3: gooseberry pie is a thing in England.
0: Ah, are you ready for this, Francois? You'll 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 see a connection very quickly here. It's a common name for many species of ribes or ribes. I don't know how to pronounce that, which also include currants. A um large number of plants with similar appearance. The berries of these genus um are edible, maybe green, orange, red, purple, yellow, white, or click here okay, to see more.
1: Gooseberries are we actually had it was not called gooseberry, I don't believe. I'll ask my dad, but um they grow in a. It's it's a tree. It's not a vine, and they grow. It's actually kind of like a banana tree, except like don't think of the banana. Um, <clears throat> um the bunches. You know, think of you know. It's 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 a weeping willow type looking thing that then ends up growing the berries on the stems of the tree it's a very weird
2: are you describing a gooseberry
1: yes yeah and we had one in the corner of the yard but it's it's not it's not a berry vine like people normally know like or like a strawberry bush or what it's not that it's an actual tree
0: uh yes you're correct uh you're, you're describing what i see on wikipedia um, yeah. Also, uh, ribies. That's, I want to make sure the pronunciation is correct. Ribies. That sounds like yeah, a, not rabies. Not exactly. rabies, but ribies. <laughs>
3: sounds like a bad rash you would get from a dog.
0: Well, that's probably why <laughs> gooseberry is the more accepted term than ribies.
3: <laughs>
1: ribies. So, so, you know, the, the funny thing about gooseberry is it has its own antioxidant built into the tree. So, if you have a reaction to eating gooseberries or... They stain your hands something insane. Like, How
2: do you know this?
1: Because we had a treat. I now remember uh, okay. what gooseberry is. We had one in the corner of our yard. Um, Dawn soap does not take off the stain from a gooseberry. The only thing that breaks the stain is a green gooseberry. So the juice from a green gooseberry, you could rub your hands on that and then rinse it underwater and take another green one and eventually... Um, that stain comes out same with your clothes. It's it's an odd tree, but the the um, The counter I don't know whatever the counterweight to the trees Color and everything is the green berry and the green berry will also make you throw up, which is why oh. uh, You know that's the counteract to if you have an allergic reaction or something. <laughs>
0: I so. just learned so much about gooseberries,
1: rabies, I, I knew all this about gooseberries. Honestly, we have one we had one in the corner of our yard growing up. And when you describe the family, I was like, oh, that's that's that. That's yeah. So
0: is that the tree that your brother ran into with a you know what? We'll get into it on another. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the,
2: yeah. The, <laughs> one thing I was gonna say is just to bring everything together for this month, we've had three soft Blancs, we had the Neil Joubert. The Rhino Run, The Noble Hill. Um, I thought the Neil Joubert was fruity, fruity smelling, um, kind of a crisp finish, peppery finish. The Rhino Run, we have like a buttery, delicate, beautiful wine. Um it's almost creamy, at least to my my palate. I know that's not how we described it, but I think Avery said it was herbaly. Um and then the Noble Hill, the Noble Hill. Yeah, um, it's, the,
1: it's the hill. Everybody you know, knows it. I mean, yeah. It's if you read the textbooks. If you go
2: to any hills, go to the Noble One. The Noble uh, Hill. The <laughs> no no Noble Hill. No care about one. Table Mountain.
1: Table I think, worth your
2: time. you know, overall, kind of like the overarching theme for this one is just like I feel like we're catching a lot of minerally themes or like mm-hmm. yeah. almost like uh, spices kind of kind of things picking up on this one. I <clears throat> excuse me, I would describe it as crisp nonetheless. Um of the three, my favorite was probably the Neil. Um, but I'm a big Neil fan. We should invite him. Is he alive? <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 oh my god.
3: <laughs> Mr. Neil,
0: what do you think about uh
3: Neil, what do you if think about is, come on the, the show. noble hill? He's not rest in peace, Neil. <laughs>
1: if he's Love not your not alive, R.I.P. Neil, my word. Oh, god, what if he is I do believe Neil is,
0: is still alive. I do oh, believe he's still alive. Um, man, wow. yeah, Neil, god. what do you think about the white rhino? Uh,
1: <laughs> go, yeah. Yeah. uh, sorry, that's a rhino mm. run, and we don't make that one.
2: Well, um, well, to finish it off, the noble hill crisp. <laughs>
1: So let's, let's, we I, should I think, tell our favorites. let's, let's quickly do this. Cause we do it every, every, every season for this range. What is the one that you think is your desert Island? If you had to pick between the three of them,
2: I'm already I'm, in bed with Neil.
3: I would say Neil as well.
0: Neil and Neil. Oh, oh boy. He better be alive.
3: Neil.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. It's going to get real weird. Um, <laughs> I'm already
1: in bed with Neil's core. Okay. Uh,
0: <laughs> I uh, I'll take the high ground and uh, scope out the noble hill because oh, okay. uh, that is my favorite of this season. It is very very tasty.
1: You know, I mean, I'm I'm not taking high ground, but I I still think
2: you're in bed with Neil.
1: No, I like the Rhino Run the best, oh. and I love that line. Um, Because I think it has a balance of complexity and crisp. I like Neil Joubert, but if you serve that wine too warm, what I would suggest if your wine has been sitting out, right? You've been going through the flights with us,
0: uh, maybe in an evening or whatever it sits out. In a nice mid morning at a at your coffee break at work. <laughs> exactly, exactly.
1: Yeah, if you're replacing tea time, <laughs> wine time. Yeah. Um, Taste the Jabert when it warms up. Uh, I, I think there is there is just so much to that wine, to the point for me where I'm like, okay, it's a Sauvignon Blanc. Like, whoa, you know. Um, but I know, as as my wife who enjoys red wines and Avery who enjoys red wines, that's what you're going for, right? Like, it's this interesting white wine that has a punch and. I don't know when I drink a Chenin Blanc or a Sauvignon Blanc. I look for something that just like kind of tap a tap tap. You know, like don't don't go too crazy. Uh, I'd like something you know for summer. It's hot outside. I was going to say hot as it's hot outside. Um, so you know, I, I just want something a little bit calmer. But it, it's I don't think there's a bad wine in this group. No, uh, and it was very interesting because I did not nail. The order that it should have gone, the, the order probably should have been uh, Noble Hill first, Rhino Run second, uh, Neil Joubert third.
0: Why? I, I think would have. I, I would have switched. Uh, I would have kept Rhino Run at the end, and then. Me too. Oh, Neil you would have done that one last. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Neil oh. Joubert, Noble Hill, interchangeable one two.
3: See, I okay. feel like if Rhino Run had been at the end, I wouldn't have been able to like get the herbal flavor. Like, I it probably would have been so muted for me.
0: Mm. that's a good point. But it, has your rhino
1: run been setting out?
0: No. no.
1: Also, is it, is it Avery, you're can't...
2: supposed to just taste one glass of wine per bottle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she's, no, been, she's been pouring them all into her glass at the same time. <laughs> yeah, and you're then, not supposed to drink she, them all together. She puts the, the last one on the bottom. You pour <laughs> that first in the glass and then the second <laughs> one in the middle. And then she just takes the first sips. That's the first wine. I
3: swirl them around all a right. little bit, give you guys my
0: opinions. Let them know each other, get to know each other in the glass. <laughs>
1: yeah i can taste the noble hill outcrop yeah in this (laughs) one sampling that i took so um yeah before we wrap though uh if you do have these wines sitting on the counter for a bit they will change significantly so i would highly suggest keep them cold and then if you want to taste you know the breadth of what they have to offer leave them out on the counter but don't let them get too warm because then you start competing with the acidity, and it can become an unpleasant experience very quickly. So, I would you know keep them between that forty to forty-five degrees Fahrenheit. Um, it's kind of the the perfect spot for them. Um, we are, yeah. I mean, this is the end of it, right? Like this is the last episode of season. Did we confirm six. the season number? Season six. Season six. All right, we were off by one. Yeah. So season six, this is our Sauvignon Blanc flight. Um, hopefully everybody enjoyed it.
2: Big shout out to Becky, who I listened to um, do quite a few Sauvignon Blanc tastings yesterday. Well done, Becky.
1: Yep, Thank no. you for all your help. Absolutely, and <laughs> thanks for everybody who came out uh, for the launch of this series. Uh, we promise that some of these casts will be posted before you pick up your wine, um, we are dealing with a bit of a scheduling situation between toddlers and babies. Um, and, or not, not and toddlers, the United sorry, not toddlers. Uh, what first,
2: comes after toddler
1: first? Just not kid, Child. <laughs> I don't know. I don't kid know.
2: comes
3: after uh, toddler,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> and uh, children's and babies, children's United. babies, and the United States Postal Service preteen yeah.
3: comes directly after toddler,
0: yes, yeah. <laughs>
1: so we're we're uh, we're trying to iron out the kinks to make sure that everybody has their cast. Yes, uh, when they pick up the pick up the wine, because that's fair. Yep. Uh, but other than that,
0: I don't know any opinions on where we
1: should go next, Brian. What do you
0: want to see? I want to see the world shining, <laughs> shimmering wonder is what I want to see.
1: Why do you say that because fairly soon we are there. There are discussions uh-huh. to bring. In some portuguese and spanish wines so
0: avery and i've been boning up on portuguese
2: yes
1: more to come on that so it's actually that was a great segue i did not plan that but
2: you know what would be fun throwing it out there maybe we can taste test a couple of different recipes it's gonna be real hot it's august For like sangrias, oh sure, um, that'd be delicious. Or like, yeah, yeah, we can certainly do that. Kind of research some recipes, come up with the best one. Maybe we can discuss that next.
1: And we we will always obviously give our opinion of the wine before we have the spritzer, right? Because we still want to tell you the wine, the wine, the the wine will take the center stage. But yeah, spritzers are great. yeah, we could. That's a great idea. So we'll we'll do that. And there there are certainly more wines to come, right? So we we want to be sure that everybody enjoys. That's a fire alarm. <laughs> my daughter pulled my carbon monoxide detector out of the wall. I apologize. All um, right, let's wrap quickly before yeah, we get. Yeah. So uh, continue uh, to follow us on the social media. That's where you'll get your updates for any of our events. Uh, do join us. Uh, On the newsletter if you want to find out you know about special events because that's where we go first uh and also any events we generally send that out via email um that's beep number four i believe uh additionally uh we will be back next month with an interesting interesting pairing i don't think it's not going to be a single flight like this month but it will be i don't know i'm 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 kind of excited because i think we're going to do red blends And I don't quite know yet which ones we're going to choose. But red blends are, I don't know. A lot of people see them as being revolutionary because they kind of balance the palette. But I I expect similar flavor profiles from a lot of them. So I'm I'm very interested to see where that goes, but I think that's going to be next month. Uh, Red blends, and obviously we'll have probably a, a... a white blend in there too but um to those who are wine club members thank you so much for being a member to those who aren't uh please consider joining if you're on the fence about it uh, if you are a member and you think any of your friends would enjoy this please do send them our way um we've got our like i said our wine party coming up on the 27th of august uh, and then we also are going to be broadcasting the rugby this month uh, so the rugby championships are going on Uh, First kickoff is 10 a.m. on August 3rd. So join us out at the warehouse. Uh, Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Avery. Thank you, Christina. Mila was on for a couple of these episodes as well. Um, So thanks, everyone, for listening.
0: And we will see you next season, which should be it'll be interesting. I'm excited. Francois, we're really looking forward to it. Until next time, buddy. Cheers. 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 (laughs)